Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. A man who I met had been locked up on drug charges, and he had been into everything. And finally, he's thrown away in prison. Basically, they they blocked him up. They're not going to let him out. But while he was in prison, he had a conversion experience, and that brought with it a sense of calling, and he knew that God had a job for him to do. Hmm. But he thought, how can I do that while I'm in prison? And so he said, Lord, if you want me to fulfill the calling that you've given me, you're going to have to get me out of jail. Hmm. And then suddenly, without explanation, he was paroled. They sent him out of jail. And he went back to a local church, he became a member, and now he's the head deacon in that church. He has the keys to the church. So he went from being the guy who they locked up and threw away the keys to being the guy now that they have given the keys of the church to. He locks up the church in order to protect it from people like he was before. You know, it reminds me of, of, of the thief on the cross who, who had had a difficult life and was the one, first one promised that he would be in paradise, you That's know? That's right. When God calls us, is it, so interesting because Usually, we will see that he calls those that are the least qualified mm-hmm. in the people's eyes, you know. And and today we're going to talk about calling because Jesus starts calling the disciples um, one by one. And he seems to be calling those that don't seem qualified at all. Yeah, you know, if I was going to put together a group of men who would change the world, this is not the group of men that I would put together. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has a very different value system. And Jesus sees things in people you and I don't see. And a part of what he sees is that sometimes it's the broken who best understand the fact that they don't have the skill to change the world. Yes, I have become uh, convinced that God uses wounded healers, Mm -hmm. you know, because if not, you become proud on your own perspective. You think you have abilities and this is the reason why God has chosen you Mm -hmm. when it's exactly the opposite. You know, when God realizes that you know your brokenness, Mm -hmm. then you're teachable. If not, you're not teachable. In fact, I've had the great joy of helping young pastors grow in their pastoral ministry skills, but I also know that sometimes the most talented pastors are not really good pastors until they've had an experience of brokenness and they Mm -hmm. recognize their need. And then they become someone who's really a quality instrument for Jesus. You know, lately, um, I've been uh, very interested in the fact that people seem to be looking for their calling. You know, books like uh, Rick Warren's um, The Mm -hmm. Purpose Driven Life became so popular because it seems like everybody's looking for a purpose. Why are they here? What is their calling? Do Has God prepared something for them? And mm-hmm. I am convinced that when people find their calling, they live the happiest life. Because I it has nothing that. to do with money or, or with prestige or, or, or honor. It's just when you finally feel that in spite of who you are, God is still using you for something, you know, for helping other people. Today in Mark's gospel, the second chapter, we have the story of a man who found his calling. He received a calling from Jesus, and he was a very unlikely candidate to be one of those who would help change the world. Verse 13 of of Mark chapter 2 says, And he went out again by the seashore, speaking of Jesus, and all the multitude were coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting in the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Perhaps we need to think a little bit about what a person sitting in a tax booth uh, (laughs) was actually doing. 
uh, they were one of the most hated people by the Jews because usually it was one of them, one mm -hmm. of their own people that would hire themselves out to, in this case, under Herod Antipas, the Tetrarch of Galilee, but they would collect taxes from the Jews mm -hmm. for the empire. Basically, they were traitors. Now, you know, people today tell me they don't like the IRS. Hey, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, the IRS has nothing on what these guys were yes. because these were not collecting uh, taxes for your own nation, your own country. Mm -hmm. These were to collecting taxes for the invading army, the hated people, those who were making your life the miserable. yeah. And yet one of your own kind had turned over to them in order to gain money himself. Yes, and they had this fame of actually being very shady themselves, mm -hmm. you know, of, of collecting a little more than was due. And they, many of them were rich. Oh, yes. You know, because they would uh, keep all that, all that money. A poor tax collector would be an oxymoron. Yes. Such mm -hmm. a thing did not exist. Mm -hmm. If you're a tax collector, you had money. And here Jesus comes and, he, and, and you would think he would have much better sense than to call a tax collector. I Someone mean, everyone hated. If you're building a popular ministry, <laughs> yes. why would you have this guy with you? That's right. And so he calls uh, Levi, and uh, many people believe this is Levi Matthew, the mm -hmm. one that will eventually write the Gospel of Matthew. And he simply said, follow me. <laughs> And this guy left everything yeah. and followed him. It didn't take much to convince him, did it? Evidently, the Holy Spirit had already been doing a work on this man's heart. He recognized there was an emptiness and a longing and, and a desire for something more. And when he saw Jesus, who perhaps he had seen before, mm -hmm. and perhaps he had heard him speak, and he's saying now, mm -hmm. you come, you're with me, follow me. He said, I'm there. Yes. You know, I... And, you know, the next verse shows why he was so effective. Um, uh, you know that I work with pastors that are addicted to different things, right. uh, to, to alcohol or drugs or sex, etc. And, and they are struggling. But I have realized that when pastors recover mm -hmm. and they go back to the ministry, they're the most gracious and they are the most willing to sit down with other people that are in the situation that they used to be. That's why... Uh, counselors for AA, Alcoholic Anonymous and all, they have to have been an alcoholic themselves mm -hmm. so that they can in some way uh, be compassionate with people that are having yes. weaknesses. Yes. And here you have Levi Matthew. Um, I mean, it would be great if we could be compassionate without ever having to to go to any of these things. And right. I, I, it's possible, of course. Mm -hmm. But some people are so proud in their ministry and so uh, almost arrogant. Like, look at me, I've never fallen right. into what you have fallen. But you know, those areas that have been a struggle for me are, and I find healing from are the areas that I find myself being most gracious with other people and because I can identify with them. Absolutely. And, and I don't think you're really willing to to do ministry until you see your own brokenness even if it has to do with with simply your sinful nature the mm -hmm. fact that even the things you want to do you don't do and all of that Paul talks about That's right well Jesus didn't just call Matthew but he actually hung out with some of Matthew's friends and mm -hmm. we find this starting with verse 15 and it came about that he was reclining at the table in his house speaking of Matthew's house and many tax uh, gatherers and sinners were dining with Jesus and his disciples for there were many of them, and they were following him. Mm -hmm. And when the scribes and the Pharisees uh, saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax gatherers, they began saying to his disciples, why is he eating and drinking with tax gatherers and sinners? And hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous 
but sinners. See, this is the core of the good news. <laughs> the the core of the good news is that those that are so self-righteous that think they are not sick, they cannot accept the good news because the good news are preceded by bad news. Right. The bad news is you can't, you don't qualify, uh, you cannot stand in front of God the way you are. And the good news is, well, Jesus has done something for you. He has authority to forgive sins like we did yesterday's program. And he has come for you. If you are sick, if you are lost, I just read this fantastic book in the last two weeks Mm -hmm. called The Parables of Grace. And he says, the gospel is for those that are the least, the last, and the lost. Oh, wow. And I will, I mean, I have to give you a copy, Mike, because it was incredible. And he says, those people are the ones that can actually rejoice in in the good news. The least, the last, the lost. Will you know what? I think we've all felt like we've been there at one time or another, and maybe that's how we've lived our lives. But the good news is that God calls the least, the last, the lost, and He's got a calling for you, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your background. We see this so often throughout Scripture that God calls people, and He says that He's had a plan for you all along. One such instance is found in the book of Jeremiah. Yes, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 is one of those Verses that I have come back to all the time when mm-hmm. I feel that I'm not qualified for my calling, that I have nothing to offer, which which happens to me uh, very often, as a matter of fact. Well, me too. If you're going to be realistic and you're going to look at the truth, the truth is neither one of us has anything to offer, to ap- offer. apart from Jesus. Uh, other than our unworthiness and our brokenness. Right. And, and here, um, Jeremiah is told by God something very beautiful in verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So this is the first word that it really touches me. Before I formed you. And all of these are first person verbs because Mm -hmm. God is the one that forms you in the womb. He says, before I formed you, I already knew you. And then he says, and before you were born, I already consecrated you. I already set you apart Mm -hmm. for something. And in this case, to Jeremiah, he says, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And each one of us has a different calling. But, you know, before he formed you. He already set you apart, and He appointed a calling for you. And the wonderful part about this is the next verse or two, He tells Jeremiah, I don't want to hear you saying that I'm just a youth anymore. Don't even (laughs) say that. Don't go there. It doesn't matter. You you know, I didn't call you because you were qualified. I called you because I could use you. I've got a plan for you. And that's true for all of us. He didn't call you because you're qualified. But he, He never has called a qualified person. But He never fails to qualify anyone He calls. Yes, and that's a beautiful phrase. I mean, you have to put it backwards because if you are ever going to sit down and say, am I qualified for this calling? <laughs> You're always going to say, absolutely no. no. Look at Levi Matthew do, yes. being a tax collector, a trader, and he's called to be one of the 12 disciples that will walk with the Lord. And not just that, but write a gospel that we have. We spent two months studying it on this program and we did not exhaust it. Absolutely. And that's from a man who was unqualified, a sinner, someone who was an outcast, and yet look at how marvelously God used him. If you've been wondering about your own life. Be of good cheer. God has called you with a purpose and He will qualify you for that purpose. Just open yourself up to this purpose today. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv That's Jesus101.tv Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.